Hello, good afternoon, friends. Welcome back to the JRPG Report. This is going to be episode 148 of your weekly JRPG podcast extravaganza. Well, actually, that's probably not an accurate term for this week. It's a little bit light on news. Uh, We do have some fun things to talk about. And uh, at the very end, something Oh, so special for you folks. We have a listener review from our friend Dalton. Uh, it is, uh, well, let me go ahead and just say it. Happy birthday, buddy. Um, he put in the extra time and uh, put in the, a review on his birthday, no less. And uh, he is going to be talking about Cyber Dimension Neptonia uh, for goddesses. And there may be a subtitle or two in there, I forgot. But he will explain that all in um, in his own words as he has recorded it. And I don't have to uh, read it, which is always fun for me. I'd, I'd sit back and relax for a sec. But uh, on to some things to talk about. And I would like to start off with a question and that is the uh, question that I posed on the thumbnail for the podcast and that is what is ever crisis I I don't know <laughs> I'm asking uh, what was that uh, asking for a friend you know what is it so let's let's uh, let's speculate a bit and try to uh, answer this uh, first let's just let's say what we do know. Now, that was reported last week that Square Enix trademarked uh, the three terms, I guess you would say, for um, uh, Ever Crisis, First Soldier, and the Shinra Electric Power Company. We talked a bit last week that don't really know what that really means. These were trademarked in Japan back in December. Um, and uh, according to sources, they, they were classified under the following categories, mechanical equipment, paper, toys, and education slash entertainment. Um, now, uh, under that, those broad terms, it can be used up to 128 different services, including video games. So that's all good stuff. We certainly know that. And what I'm going to add to that story this week is that they were further... Just a bit further, um, they said, okay, Ever Crisis, we are going to kind of focus on that one. And they actually trademarked it in Canada and Europe as well. So I can only speculate, uh, you know, United States um, and all the other countries are going to be coming quickly. And that would indicate to me that this is something with a little more meat on the bone. Um Obviously, that's all we know at the moment. We'll probably learn a little bit each and every week, but it does tend to lean that this is going to be a video game. Um, the obvious question is, is this going to be a remake of Crisis Core, the PSP game? Could it be some sort of reimagining of the Before Crisis games? Uh, that was in Japan only, so the West has never seen that. Uh, it would certainly indicate that something is going to be involving Zach Fair. Um, we, uh, spoiler alert, uh, we saw him in FF7 Remake. 
Uh, it would not be at all surprised, surprising if Square Enix was trying to branch off of the success of Remake Part 1, possibly with an offshoot. Um, we, we saw that with uh, Dirge of Cerebus on PlayStation 2. Uh, all those years later, after FF7, you know, Vincent got his own offshoot game. Perhaps, I mean, well, they've already done it with Zach, so why not do it again? Uh, that, so that means two things to me. First off, that if there is a game with Zach, it's probably coming sooner rather than later. And I think that would indicate that Remake Part 2 is further away than we might have hoped. So maybe this is one of those stop gaps to like, hey, we got some rabid fans out there. They need something. If, if you're telling me this game's four years away or whatever, we got to put something out. Because let's, let's be fair, I don't think FF16 is coming out anytime soon either. Um, unfortunately, what it could really mean, and I did joke about this last week, well, this could be a mobile game. Um, we talked about the first... Crisis Core being on PSP, well, Sony doesn't have a handheld anymore, at least not a dedicated system, but what does everybody have in their hand? A phone with graphical capabilities, let's be fair, which blows PSP out of the water. So what they could do, and if you've played mobile games here in the past few years, they've made some big leaps, especially with these last generations of uh, Samsung and iPhones. You can do incredible things. Uh, assuming you have the space <laughs> on your hard drive included with your phone uh, to handle the size of these things. But I'm I'm thinking that that might be a strong possibility. It's not what anybody wants to hear. But the fact of Zach getting a big AAA title uh, experience on his own, even a remake of, of Crisis Court, I, in my opinion, that seems unlikely. I'd love to see it. I never got to experience Crisis Core. As I said before, I had a Vita, but I never had a PSP. So that would certainly be something that would um, be very appealing to me. Uh, I just, I can't really see it. I, I, that's If you're going to ask me what I think is going to happen, I would tend to lead more towards the mobile title. But again, this is all speculation. And we're just, I'm just asking the question of what this is because nobody knows. Like, that's the... That's the thing with trademarks is they got to put those things out there first and it just leads to wild speculation. But I definitely, more so than last week, I do think this is a thing. It's just what that thing is. We really don't know. And with it being the middle of January, I, this doesn't seem like a great time to, to make some sort of big announcement uh, either. But I would certainly hope to get some more solid concrete information about this soon. Uh, speculation is not one of the things I really enjoy reporting on, but in a light news week, it was something kind of fun that I thought I would leave the podcast with. And I know there's going to be a lot of people excited about what this is, assuming that it's good news and not just, um, you know, a line of, uh, merchandise <laughs> that they had to go and register. Let's hope that it's going to be something uh, worthwhile of our time and an actual game to play to hold us over until uh, Remake Part 2, whenever that is going to be.
Uh, so that was fun, but let's get back into some more um, actual pieces of <laughs> news information. Uh, like I mentioned, it's, it's a bit uh, slow this week, but we got some fun things to talk about. Uh, popping off today, we got a brand new trailer for Disgaea 6 Defiance of Destiny. The Bonnichi Software release. This is the fifth official trailer for the game, and it kind of talks about the uh, game's story and characters. So if you'd like to head on over to our YouTube channel, you can check that out. It was a ri- uh, The original one came out last night, actually, and it was the Japanese version, and then today they're like, hey, wait, let's do an English version. That would be, that'd be good. Uh, so here is the uh, summary of the game's story, in case you've not been keeping track of it. This is via their official website. Uh, The main character is Zed, and he is a boastful zombie who wallows in the lowest rung of the netherworld ladder, along with his sister, Binko. When a god of destruction threatens their way of unlife, Zed must harness his unique ability of super reincarnation to stand against the approaching menace. Along the way, he will unite with the twisted and colorful denizens of the netherworld, face challenges around him and within and even and see even if an undying hooligan like himself can defy the odds. Disgaea 6 Defiance of Destiny unites a grim yet touching story with insane tactical combat, while introducing gameplay elements never before seen in previous installments. As a result, new and returning players alike can craft a truly memorable and unique journey through the netherworld. Bring the pain in battle with special attacks and support from a plethora of ally units. Customizable settings such as auto, retry, and replay allow both hardcore and casual players to fight their own way. And should things take a terrible turn, use super reincarnation to rejoin the fight and keep trying until you succeed. This is truly a netherworld fit for everyone. Now, as of this moment, we don't have a firm release date for this in the West. It is just being uh, said uh, in summer of 2021. Now, Japanese gamers are gearing up because this one will be out in just one more week on January the 28th. Uh, Japan owners in uh, with PS4s and Switches will get to enjoy it. And uh, they're actually enjoying it right now because there's a demo Available for it, of course, that is in Japan only. It's the opening parts of the game, and uh, they say that save data can be carried over for the full release. So hopefully, when our time comes here in the West, there will also be a demo. And of course, as you guys know, I love that save data to be carried over into the full release uh, idea. Um, Now, I say that, that it's PS4 and Switch in Japan, Still, as of this moment, guys, it has only been confirmed for the Switch here in the West. Uh, I just, I am, I'm pretty shocked <laughs> that that is still the case. Obviously, they've got uh, many months to uh, make that right and make sure it comes out on PlayStation as well. I just, I can't imagine it not coming on PlayStation unless Nintendo is is pointing up some dollars for it. Um, I will tell you this, it, there are a reviews for it in uh, the Weekly Famitsu, and they gave it um, a combined score of 33 out of 40. Uh, they averaged their scores in there, so it got a 9, an 8, an 8, and an 8. That's not bad. Um, to be honest, for all the uh, kind of negative comments that I've seen, at least on my YouTube channel, towards some of the images and gameplay, 
the fact that it's pretty overwhelmingly positive in terms of review scores does bode well uh, for the game. And we'll just have to see exactly how well it translates when it comes over here to the West. I've got a bunch of media on the YouTube channel for it, images. I've got some of the character voices uh, for it, which uh, in English sound, I gotta be honest, they sound pretty awesome. I think they've done a really good job in casting so far. But let, let me know what you think about this one if you're looking forward to it. And uh, hopefully we'll get it more towards the early summer end rather than the latter. Got some quick hitting stories for you guys here. And I apologize for the audio. I, I think I inadvertently, my chair was rubbing against the uh, microphone stand. Uh, Might have caused some weird sounds. Hopefully I got that figured out. That's my bad. <laughs> um, let's see. Quickly, if you would like to check out the uh, upcoming game, Fallen Legion Revenants. Oh, I was going to read all that. <laughs> Fallen Legion Revenants. Uh, uh, there is a demo for it. I about put the word demo into the title of this game, but uh, you can check that demo out now on the PlayStation 4 system uh, via the PlayStation Store or Switch via the eShop. Publisher NIS America and developer Yummy Yummy Tummy have announced. Uh, quickly, here is the overview of the demo. Your choices will decide the fates of many. Manipulate the castle above and lead heroes into battle in the world below in this real-time action RPG. Test your skill by playing through Chapter 1 and get an exclusive theme while you're at it. Then continue your story in the full game by transferring your day demo save data. Uh, fans, who if you like this demo, you don't have to wait too much longer to play it as the game will be available on PS4 and Switch on February 16th in North America February 19th in Europe, and February 27th in Oceana. Uh, if you are looking for a game to play on your mobile device, uh, you can check out Princess Connect Redive. This was developed by Psy Games. They are the company who's making... Oh, excuse me. Uh, that was kind of kind of gross. My bad. Um, they are making the upcoming... Um, Oh gosh, the name has completely gone off of my brain. I'll think of it in a second. Anyway, uh, this is for the iOS uh, or Android devices. This game first came out in February 2018 in Japan. Um, went to uh, each uh, little country here thereafter. Finally, it has made its way to the West. Uh, the game has also been adapted into an anime. Um, kind of a... Uh, it's got turn-based elements to it. It's a free mobile game, so you kind of know what you get with these uh, gotcha titles. But it uh, looks pretty decent and um, maybe worth um, you checking out if you are so inclined. Oh, Psy Games. They're making Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. I don't know why that just... <laughs> I had it in my head, and then it, it went boop, gone out into the ether. Uh, but yeah, the game doesn't look too bad. It's kind of cutesy style, but um, with a turn-based battle system, that's always something that'll get me uh, intrigued. Uh, we still don't have a revised release date for Christ Tales yet, but when it is available, um, there is a special collector's edition that's going to be um, made available via exclusively at the Maximum Games Store. So uh, There's a link to that if you will head over to our Facebook or Twitter pages, JRPG Report. You can check the article and I have the link to it there. You can see the image and 
everything that you're getting for this. Um, so it's obviously physical. So this will be for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch. Um, so there's a Stadia, Stadia version of it coming. So here for $100, you get the game collector's box and adorable uh, Mateus plush. He's a little frog guy that lets you travel back through time. Lithographic art prints, three character stickers, set of four enamel character pens, a 60-page art book, four desktop wallpaper downloads, eight phone wallpaper downloads, and ten character avatars. Pretty decent deal for $100, um, assuming the game is coming out at $60. It's, uh, it's not, a bad, not a bad deal. Um, looks pretty good. You can check that out as well. Um, coming, uh, this we talked about this game a, a few times. The uh, upcoming strategy RPG, Mercenaries Blaze: Dawn of the Twin Dragons, is now available in Japan for PlayStation Four. Um, this came out already uh, for the Switch in both Japan. And in the West last month. So the fact that now it's come out on PlayStation 4 in Japan would tend to indicate that it's coming uh, to the PlayStation 4 in the West here very soon. Kind of odd that they staggered it this way. Uh, you don't hear that very often. We're coming out for one system uh, in Japan, then the West, and <laughs> then coming out for another system in Japan with, uh, I'm assuming, plans. Uh, to come worldwide on PS4. Uh, yeah, not not the usual way of doing things, but, you know, it's... I was about to say it's 2020, so nothing's, uh, <laughs> nothing's normal, but it's 2021, and still, nothing is uh, normal. So why stop with... Um, <laughs> why stop with video games? Um, and this is going to be the quickest quickest hit of all Pokemon snap. The new Pokemon snap will launch for switch on April 30th for $59.99. The Pokemon company announced. Yep. That's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> uh, there is a, let's see, is this going to be a live stream? Yes. On January 27th at 8 PM Japan central time, that'd be six o'clock in the morning. Eastern time. I guess the next day, January 28th, there will be a Sword Art Online live stream, and they promise new uh, a new game, anime, and manga information for 2021. There will be guest uh, appearances by all sorts of folks uh, from the franchise, and yeah, uh, there's even uh, talk about a new movie coming out this year as well, so... Uh, see next week, yeah. This will be next Wednesday, so I should know something if there's a new game announced at it. You guys know there's always another Sword Art game coming, so it uh, should be announced at this uh, live stream, and we'll have more information about it next week. Another live stream for gamers to look forward to, in particular Final Fantasy XIV gamers to look forward to, will happen on February the 5th at, oh gosh, a whole bunch of times. Let's see. We'll begin at 5.30 Pacific time. That's 8.30 Eastern time here in the U.S. And uh, wherever you're at, you'll have to base your information off of that. Uh, this will be available on both Twitch and YouTube. So you can, whatever platform you are more uh, comfortable with, uh, 
Yeah, they're just saying various announcements will go on. They teased this announcement back in November, uh, tweeting that there would be, quote, some cool things <laughs> shared uh, during that happen. Um, of course, the patch 5.41 recently went live. So there are, let's see what new stuff they are going to be planning at this live stream. Maybe a new expansion for it, or um, maybe detailing some of those PlayStation 5 plans and showing it off. I think that'd be pretty, pretty cool to see. Um, no surprise, you guys know I'm super excited about Atelier Raza coming out next week. Well, apparently the um, players over, uh, well, the designers behind Dead or Alive Extreme Venus Vacation are as well because there is a collaboration going on. Uh, for a limited time, players can obtain the uh, Ryza Everyday Wear costume in the game. Um, this special event and banner will be available uh, for not much longer, just until January the 28th. Um, from what I understand about this game, uh, Ryza's outfit would be uh, much more covering than their standard fare, but it's always cool to see uh, different um, collaborations between games and different outfits and stuff. But yeah, I'm super, super excited to get back into uh, Ryza 2 and uh, and to be to get back into my nightly live stream. So we finished up Cold Steel 4 a few days ago with a massive, I believe the last one came in at almost four and a half hours uh, doing the... I don't want to spoil too much, but there is certainly a long uh, event that happens at the end of the game that, well, it took me a while to, to get through. But um, to say that I was pleasantly surprised would be a gross understatement. I was so thrilled at the ending. It completely made me feel good about things and able to, to kind of put a bow on this entire series. Um you're talking about nine games leading up to the end of events of this one. Obviously, we already know there's Hajimari Kanokaseki uh, with these characters coming up. And then the new uh, Trails of Black coming out with uh, a new story arc in Calvert coming. So uh, if you are curious about it, uh, hopefully you have um, already played the game before you check out our last streams. But yeah, we'll be starting those back up again next Tuesday when... Uh, I get my grubby hands on Raza. You're more than welcome to come and join us. Uh, not only do I stream the game, but we have some fun conversations going on in the chat room as well. So I do my new game live streams, uh, usually around uh, 10 o'clock at night, sometimes a little earlier, 9.30, sometimes a little later, closer to 10.30. But we try to do it between 10 and 12, do about a two-hour live stream, just depending on how, how I'm getting into it. Uh, with cold steel, they, they, they easily ran over. Sometimes you get stuck in a, stuck in a scene and you can't save for a while. That's just the way it goes. And sometimes I ended it early because I knew it'd be a while before you could save it again. But I don't think that'll be the case, uh, with rise of two and go ahead and throw this out to you guys. I am trying to put together an additional live stream, uh, at least during the week. So, um, I'm going to try to launch this next week as well if I can pull things together. Probably in the afternoon, uh, right around noon, to be honest. Uh, from noon to two, noon to three, something like that. But we're going to try to do some retro JRPG live streams. 
And if I can uh, get my system to work, I know I'll be streaming to YouTube. I'm going to try to do to Twitch as well if I can get things to work out well. But if we're not doing anything, uh, come noon on Eastern Standard Time here in the U.S. or wherever time that means for you in the in the world, I'd love for you to join us. Uh, we're going to have uh, the same deal with the chat room set up so we can chat along. I'll try to get my uh, my camera working so I can... Uh, chat along with you and not have to, you know, type everything out. But I'm not sure what games I'm going to start with. Um, I know I'd like to do a bunch of the Final Fantasies, and that's probably where we're going to start at. But I'm not real sure, to be to be quite fair, which one we're going to start with. But I'd love to have you guys check it out. And uh, I'll share more concrete plans when everything happens on our Facebook and Twitter uh, pages. So look forward to that. And if you're not already, go ahead and subscribe to us on um, YouTube and um, on Twitch as well. So go ahead and do whatever you got to do on that channel to uh, be a part of that. But I'm really looking forward to doing some fun stuff with that. And I hope you guys are as well. I didn't talk about this last week, and I just briefly will mention it. There was a um, a new secret found in near Automata. Um, what, four, three and a half, four years after its release? There was some sort of secret event, like after you fought the first boss fight, if you entered like some crazy code in, you could skip ahead to the end of the game. Kind of a crazy cheat code thrown in there, but uh, I, I was going to mention it last week, and we just went a little bit long, and I had to cut it from the show. But um, speaking of near Automata, there is a new um, Play Arts figure, Kai, coming out for A2. So there already is one for 2B and 9S, so you might as well have one for A2 as well. Uh, Pre-orders are live in Japan now for a standard and deluxe edition of it, and these will start shipping out in July of this year. Looks pretty awesome, I got to be uh, honest, and I'm sure it's going to be way more expensive. Oh gosh, it is. So the standard version of this is going to run $157.00. I'm sure they, they might not even say how much. Yeah, okay, so if you really want to pony up for the Deluxe Edition, um, it'll be $210. But looks incredible. If you're really a fan, of, I guess in particular, if you've already got the um, the first two figures, well, you got to complete the collection, don't you? <laughs> that just goes without saying. Um, if you're going to be getting Bravely Default 2, you can, um, you can get a special... A bonus if you go through Best Buy. So uh, this was kind of buried in there. They didn't, I don't think they really advertised it too much, but if you pre-order it, you can get uh, a placemat and set of coasters for Bradley Default 2. They look pretty cool. It's a nice little bonus that they put in there for free. Um, just with a standard edition of the game, you don't have to pay extra for it. Uh, it's kind of a nice little dining set that they put in there. So if you're already getting this through Best Buy, you probably got it. But if not, if you want to change your pre-order, well, there you go. There was an awesome new trailer for Persona 5 Strikers that came out the other day. Uh, I believe they called that one uh, All Out Action. Um, I thought that it was going to be showing off an All Out Attack from uh, the Phantom Thieves, but it was all-out action, and it is indeed <laughs> uh, showing out some of the all-out action 
of this upcoming uh, amazing looking action JRPG. Quite looking forward to uh, finally getting my hands on this one next month. Uh, you can check that out on our YouTube channel, of course. And I shared an article uh, from Slokonia of just kind of going into more detail. They got a hands-on play session with it, and I shared that on our Facebook and Twitter channels. You can check out um, their thoughts on it. I was going to read it, and then as I read it, it, it I don't know, it kind of... It's a, it's a fantastic article, don't get me wrong, but there may be some things that some of you just want to uh, wait and experience on your own. Uh, it was a very positive review, that they were pleasantly surprised that it wasn't quite what some of the other Warrior games were. It was a little bit more than that. It definitely was much more uh, Persona feeling, so that's uh, all very positive. Very good things, and you'll want to check that out if you're looking forward to it like I am. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get into our listener review. This comes to us from Dalton, and uh, he's put together a nice little audio file for you guys. Which to Dalton from the Steam Machine Podcast. Hey, everybody, this is Dalton from the Steam Machine Podcast, or you probably know me much better uh, from guesting with James on the JRPG Report. Every week on our show, the Steam Machine Podcast... We run a randomizer to pick through the, oh, I don't know, about uh, 1,050 or so games that I have in my backlog. Yeah, I know it's a lot. I know it's a lot. That's why I started the show. And this week, we pulled Cyber Dimension Neptunia 4 Goddesses Online. And I figured that I would do a little review, um, not to spoil too much of the game, but kind of give you an overview. Because it's a JRPG, it's a hack and slash... Uh, it's not nearly as good as the Ease series, but same vein of combat. If you're not familiar with the Neptunia series, it follows protagonist Neptune um, and her country of Planeptune and her fellow countries led by the other CPUs as they are called. Um, you have Vert, who is the leader of Leanbox, which is based on Xbox. You have Blan, or Blanc, depending on how you pronounce it. Um, she runs Laui, and of course that's the Nintendo area. And then you have Noir, and she runs Last Station. And Last Station is based on, of course, PlayStation. And Neptune, Plan Neptune, that is based on a Sega console that was never released called the Sega Neptune. So you have Sega, Nintendo, Xbox, and PlayStation represented. And that is a huge part of some of the running jokes in the game um not to give you a sense of the kind of humor that this game can provide um there there are some i would say risque jokes but they're not dirty if that makes sense like um based on the power of the system at the time uh would equate to the uh i i equate it to the the chest of the girls if you will say like uh like vert vert is the most um how would you say this politely? Uh, well endowed of of the ladies, and it was Xbox, and it's just like little jokes like that are hidden, in, and it's constantly Neptune breaks the fourth wall, talks to you, telling you like, "Hey, I know I'm in a video game." She refers to you as the player. She knows what's up. It is hilarious. This game is hysterical. Now James always asks me why do I like this series so much, and it's because. 
uh, most video games rely on very dark stories to draw us in. You know, think of Persona and like the murder intrigue or the, uh, the all the things that happened in Persona 5. Like, while those games are absolutely incredible, I censored myself. You're welcome, James. They are so good. Um, there's a lot of dark in those games, and they can be very uh, depressing at times. Uh, and in the Neptunia series, there's very little of that. Like, there is a protagonist in every game that you have to defeat and they're trying to do something but it's all silly it's like playing along with a, just a silly anime and from what I've found in most of the Neptunia games the combat is fantastic but in this one particularly it is not turn-based like the main series Cyber Dimension Neptunia Four Goddesses Online is an action RPG you're running around levels basically you are playing the girls who themselves are playing an MMO game. And within that MMO game is where this game takes place, if that makes any sense at all. So the girls that you normally play, you are playing them playing an MMO. Um, and they, you also, they, each, they each have little sisters except Vert. Um, Noir has a little sister named Uni. Um, Neptune has a little sister named... Gear, Man, I blanked out there for a second. And then Blonde has Rom and Ram as her two little sisters. And you get to play as all eight. You know, you can swap in or interchange them. There's a lot of grinding if you want to get some levels in, if you're into that kind of stuff like me. Like, my playtime on this game is probably astronomically high. And that's just because I run around and kill stuff and just farm trying to get levels up so that the coming boss battles aren't, you know, as difficult. Um, there's a lot of skills that you can learn, um, just that you can use in battle and stuff. You kind of gain them as you gain levels. Um, this game is not super deep. Like, don't go into this looking for uh, a major breakthrough story. I would say that for any of the Neptunia games. Go into this like, all right, I'm going to sit down, laugh at some innuendo, laugh at a lot of pokes at the gaming industry and, and pop culture in general. Um, laugh at the random little NPCs that you'll see uh, in visual novel-esque style that are based on other video game characters or you know pop culture figures like I said like in particularly I don't remember if it was in Cyber Dimension but in one of the Neptunia games uh, you talk to a dude named uh, Solid Pliskin I think was his name and it's like a dude peeking at you from underneath a cardboard box you know, and things like, it's hilarious. Um, some instances, uh, Vert in Cyber Dimension, Neptunia talks about, she is the biggest gamer of all of them. She is like, they wonder if she even works. You know, I, I relate to that. <laughs> it's just, uh, Vert mentions that she used to play a game online and how her character was male and she suspected that the, the other male that she played with was actually a female. But Vert normally plays males in games because, I mean, if you're going to play a game, pick a guy because you want something good to look at the whole time, right? Now, where have you heard that before? You know, it's, it's, it's just always funny. They kind of switch the, switch the, thing, the uh, stereotype around. And come to find out a little later on, well, no, I'll, actually, I won't spoil that for you all. But it's, it's very funny. It's very funny. Um, some of the enemies that you'll run into are Dogoos, which are 
based on Dragon Quest slimes, but instead of having that cute little smiley face, they have a cute little dog face and uh, their dog ooze. And I also was on a level and saw these flying birds. And I'm like, man, those look a lot like chocobos. And after I defeated them, I had finished a quest for killing three chocobas. So I was like, oh, okay, so they were supposed to be chocobos. And there's just little things like that. All the enemies are odes to other games. You know, it's like a... Like, this would be happening in the... Inside the network, you know what I mean? Of all the consoles meeting up. It's just tremendous. And then... They mention a lot about Last Station's old MMO that started on PC and was ported to uh, Last Station's consoles, which would be PlayStation. And the more they talk about it, the more I am convinced that they are talking about Final Fantasy XI. Absolutely. Because <laughs> that started on PCs, then went to PS2 in the early days of internet being connected to your PlayStation 2, and then moved to Xbox 360, and now I think it's back to only PC. But... Yeah, so little hints like that make me smile because I've got a warm spot in my heart for Final Fantasy XI. That was my first JRPG MMO type game uh, back in the day, and I fell in love with it. Much like I've fallen in love with this Neptunia series because if any of you have realized by now, I just like to laugh. Like, I love a good laugh. And uh, oh, the last thing I'll touch on here that I think is hilarious is do you remember that scene in Hercules, the, sh the show with Kevin Sorbo? Um, there is a point where he is playing evil Hercules, and he is supposed to just emote that he's disappointed, but he actually says, Disappointed! So, Rom reads all of her emotes like that. Like, when she emotes, she'll be like, I'm kind of scared. Shiver. And that could either annoy you or make you giggle. It makes me giggle. But all in all, man, I find it to just be a very fun, fast-paced game. Lots of swinging your swords and weapons, uh, throwing spells, whatever you decide to do. Uh, graphics are beautiful for a Neptunia game, I'm not going to lie. It looks really good. Um, I Like I said, I played it on PC. I do not know how the PS4 version is, but I assume that it's great because the PC version is a port of the PS4 version. So, I can't recommend it enough. Um, if you've always been on the fence about diving into a Neptunia game, this is not part of the main series. But this might be a good way for you to get acquainted with the characters and decide if you want to dive into the turn-based games, which are which I would recommend starting with the Rebirth. Skip the PS3 games. Start with when they redid them for, with the Rebirth series, with Rebirth 1. It's tremendous. Um, I hear James talking about that they might be releasing a remaster of that first game again. Uh, I'm all for it. I like. I don't know. I think I've said it a million times already, but I can't. I just can't recommend this series enough for, for people who just want to kick back, have some fun, and laugh. And if you want to hear more in depth about the game, check us out, Steam Machine Podcast. It'll be the next episode up. Uh, we're going to be recording later tonight, as I say this. So by the time you hear this, it'll already be out. So if this piques, you know, piques your interest, just search the Steam Machine podcast wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, all that jazz. And I think that's about it, guys. So why don't you, uh, you know, get out there and level up. <laughs>